Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 252 is episode 129, how to make extra money with a side business. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about side businesses or side hustles, the side Hustle word, I think, kind of gets a little convoluted because everything falls under this side hustle term. So we're going to just take out side business. And this is what this episode focuses on. Yeah. I sold something on Facebook Marketplace for $10. It's a side hustle. Right. I mean, and and reselling, we'll talk about, can be a side business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I want to like, I want to take out the, you know, the driving for Uber, Postmates or, you know, walking dogs for Rover. Like those are side hustles, but those aren't side businesses. Mm-hmm. That's you're just a contractor for somebody else's business. So we're talking about kind of starting your own little side business, mm-hmm. becoming like a part-time entrepreneur. And those things are worthwhile. This is just for Absolutely. a particular person who is interested in maybe starting their own business with that focus. So that's how we're approaching the, this episode. Yeah. But first, this episode is brought to all of us by Wicked Smart. You all know this one. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, you are very familiar with this sponsor. It's not just smart. It's wicked smart. Reminding us that we can be very shrewd with all of our resources and decision making. Speaking of wicked smart, it's a super good idea to keep your money you've been saving, like that emergency fund, your sinking fund, your holiday money in a high yield savings account like the one offered at CIT Bank. Currently, they're at 2.15% APY, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash wicked smart. Just kidding. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT. <laughs> slash wicked smart won't take you anywhere, but you can try it. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT. Get yourself a high yield savings account. Yes, 2.15 is really good, especially without the hoops to jump through that a lot of other maybe higher APY places have. Like you have to be a customer here 
or you have to keep so much in here or have to put so much in every month or connect your direct deposit. That's CIT has none of those. And we would never recommend a high yield savings account that requires that stuff because you don't know where you're going to be in in two, three, five years. And we want Mm -hmm. this to be something you keep. So I I think it does require at least a hundred dollars to open up their savings account, but that's very common. A minimum start. um, Mm -hmm. But then you can like drain it to 50 or 25 if, if something goes wrong and they don't penalize you for it. Mm -hmm. So, but hopefully you won't drain it down to that. um, But you can. So, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT. It's great. If you are interested in small-time entrepreneurship or even big-time entrepreneurship, we don't cover that on this show. We're we're more like basic level. I had to stop myself because I always say something else after basic. But <laughs> there are several other episodes that you can queue up to listen to after this that are really good. So episode 170, Your Guide to Simple Solopreneurship with Laura Adams. So Laura Adams is a business and finance expert, and she kind of debunks some of the myths and fears people have about taxes and bank accounts and all this logistical stuff when starting a side business. So that's episode 170. And then episode 242, which we just recently did, Frugal Side Hustles, Digital Products with Ellie Talks Money. And so this is the Frugal Side Hustles thing is something we are going to be doing periodically. So every other month, we're going to feature a new Frugal Side Hustle. And Digital Products with Ellie was just our first one. We're going to have another one next month on freelance writing, which is how I was able to leave my full-time job. So I am very excited about showcasing some of these side businesses or side hustles that can grow to the point where you can make them a full business, but you don't have to quit your job in order to be successful with them. Love that. So those are those are some great ones. And then we've got more good ones to come. But yeah, Let's stop wasting time. Let's get into the episode. Do it. Today is about what mindset shifts do we need to make and what strategies can we use um, to make more money outside the workplace, um, but not selling your soul uh, Mm. to an app. So (laughs) that's where, that's the headspace I want you to to be in. Um, and speaking of headspace, our first article um, is from hackthentrepreneur.com. And it's called Entrepreneurial Mindset, How to Think Like an Entrepreneur. And it's really foundational. I have found in my entrepreneurial journey, actually having the accurate mindset. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jill? Yeah, I think that this article lays a really good foundation for what we need to be aimed at if we want to take the next step in our side hustle, side business journey. And of course, mindset is where it begins. Thoughts of whether or not I can do this 
absolutely sets the trajectory for whether or not we are going to take the next step in that direction. So mindset is is a big part of this. And we hope to encourage you in this process and also give you a couple of tools from this article on what you can do even related to your thought processes to help you feel confident to and prepared to do this. Yeah. And I want to reiterate like over and over throughout this episode that you do not have to be like a uh, living in your mom's basement or in Silicon Valley or something. You don't have to be the next startup CEO. You don't have to uh, be great at selling or be the stereotypical entrepreneur that you think of. Mm-hmm. You can have like a, a, a low impact side business that you do on the weekends or you do some in the mornings and you can commit to it as much or as little time as your life requires um, and still have a side business. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of something we want to reiterate throughout the episode. And I do want to say at the start of this episode, we're not going to be giving a whole list of ideas of what you can do for a business. We are hoping to water and give a little bit of sunlight to possibly ideas that are already stirring inside of you, wherever your skill set already is, if you've had that. And I like what this article describes. So I will absolutely direct people to this article because we're not going to go through it in its entirety. Talks about that that feeling in the pit of your stomach that a lot of us have sometimes of there's more I could be doing or I'm not utilizing this aspect of my skill set or I really have a desire to teach people how to such and such or solve this problem for so and so. And that's what we're talking about. So when you've got the rumblings of that idea, this is the episode to help you water that idea. A couple of examples, as I mentioned this, of maybe some things that that we've done. First of all, this podcast is one yeah. of those. This is this is a side How business meta. for us. Yeah, right. Uh, so you know, you can try to start a podcast as we've talked about in previous episodes. It is not the most lucrative for at least the first two years. Not low impact. That's for sure. Uh, My husband and I have also DJed. Uh, That's a weekend thing. So it didn't pull us from our regular daytime jobs. Uh, And that was our own business that that we had. We also did some bartending on the side. That was our own business that we would show up to weddings and bartend, BYO events. Uh, What about for you, Jen? Any examples of side businesses? Yeah, we rented out our guest room on Airbnb. Uh, so we were able to control the pricing and, um, who was there. Um, I, my very first one was a t-shirt company. I designed t-shirts and yes. sold them. Um, and then publishing on Amazon. And really mm. my entire business is just a collection of smaller businesses. <laughs> yes. So it's, and they make up one full-time <laughs> income. So I feel like this is all I'm doing. It's just all under your name yeah. and your social security yes. number. It's great. Yeah. Well, now my um, employee ID number. Yeah. And we'll talk about more of this in our lightning round, but wanted to say that from the start that we're going to, we are watering and providing sunlight to you. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to the first one. There's uh, five on here. Yeah. So five, five mindset things that are going to be able to help us prepare to do this whole startup business thing. And the first one is decisiveness. 
holy smokes, couldn't agree more. I, but I don't know that I would have fully put this to words, but I'm discovering more and more how important it is to be decisive. Mm -hmm. I think even just financially, and as we are on this frugal journey, it is a really important skill and muscle to develop in ourselves. The ability to say yes or no to something, to know what we want in the future, a decisiveness. And so they say that your ability to make a decision could make or break your future successes, even in a small business, because you will be making decisions constantly. So this is, even if you are good at making decisions, it's still something that we can regularly be intentional about improving our decisiveness and quick decision-making skills. They give an example here of practicing this in daily life, even just when ordering lunch. Like, do you want a sandwich or a salad? Just decide. Just pick something. <laughs> Look over the menu once and order that thing and confidently. And as you continue to do that and practice that, you will become better and better at making decisions on things that might be a little bit more important than whether or not you eat a sandwich or a salad. Yeah. And that leads into the second one, which is confidence. Mm. Uh, so I feel like I have been um, practicing at this since day one. Um, so, and the first question that is on here is like, how do you act confidently when you don't know what you're doing? <laughs> That's like the entrepreneur, like imposter syndrome of just everybody goes through that. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know one entrepreneur that hasn't felt like they don't know what they're mm -hmm. doing. And if you do know what you're doing, you just don't know enough mm -hmm. to know that you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Um, and, their, and their solution is pretend you know what you're doing. You literally have to fake it till you make it. Like, obviously, you shouldn't be in a field you know nothing about. Yeah. But if you are in a field that you are fairly knowledgeable about and you kind of, you kind of know what you're doing in essence, then even when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, you just have to force it. You have to pretend. Um, because the truth is, is you probably know a little bit more than what you're giving yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome is so real. But I love what Amy Porterfield um, from Online Marketing Made Easy. She says you just have to have a 10% edge. Mm. So you just have to have 10% more knowledge than your client or 10% more um, like opportunities or assets or whatever than your customer, 10% mm -hmm. ahead of whoever you're serving. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I found that to be even better than somebody who's leaps and bounds like expertise because the, the richer you are, the bigger you are, the more successful you are, the more out of touch you yes, are the less with attainable. the people that are far, yeah, that are far behind you. And so I think it's better. And I think more people should be starting businesses with products or services that are closer to and more in touch with their ideal customer. Yeah. We were not podcasters. Here Absolutely we are. Absolutely not. But we started a podcast. I have, I have no, and, I'm a writer. I have no yeah. desire to talk. Yeah. And you all <laughs> listened. People. And so we kept going. <laughs> right. And here we are. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and and when, when you need more confidence, just put on some lipstick. That's what I did today. Or comb your hair. So if true. If you can, if your hair's not curly. 
can you comb your hair? I, that's a side tangent. Third on this list is accountability. And what this is referring to is holding yourself accountable and taking on responsibility, which really we all should be doing just as adults. Welcome to adulthood. But recognizing that everything that we do or that happens at work when we are starting our own business, whether small or large, you are responsible for. Everything that happens in your business, you are responsible. Whether it moves forward or falls flat, you are responsible. And that's not to to be a fear, that's not to induce fear in this process, but to help us to be to recognize where the onus is to be able to pick up that responsibility because it's going to be helpful as far as mindset goes in being able to move forward with the business that you're starting. Yeah, I I get a lot of emails um and direct messages from people who really have a lot of things that are in circumstances that are legitimately unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also seen a lot of stories, and I'm sure we all have because it's the stories of people who are in very unfortunate circumstances and come out of them and are successful. Those are the ones you hear all about. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know those people personally. Mm-hmm. And so, I can't believe that people can't come out of their unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen too many people, and sometimes I like belittle my own circumstances, but I'm learning more and more that like the circumstances I came out of them are also legitimate. Mm-hmm. And so to, to be somebody who has overcome things and then to also see people that have come overcome even bigger things like you have to believe that like your I, I love this quote your circumstances may not be your fault but they are your responsibility yeah and so to overcome them I think it's also empowering too while it's scary in some ways it's also empowering to know you do have control mm-hmm. and so where we feel like like the this, the locus of control is inside of us. <laughs> You've talked about that yes, a lot, John. I, love, I know that's I your that favorite concept. concept. It is my favorite concept. Yes. Yeah. Then we are able to move forward in in health towards greater opportunities, and and we have an ability to when we feel as though we actually are able to influence our surroundings and make changes within our immediate circumstances, we fare better and your business is likely to fare better. Yeah, for sure. Um, The fourth one I think is the most important one on the list Mm. um, and it's resilience. Yeah. Because as an entrepreneur, as a human being, you'll make mistakes and you'll fail and you'll have things, um, you'll have products or whatever that you think are going to go great that you've uh, market research that you're just really confident in and then they just fall flat and you don't know why. Like you will do everything right and everything will go wrong. Uh, and But <laughs> you'll have as many times where you do nothing right and, every, or, and everything goes right. So in the time, but we always remember the times that go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We never re- remember the times we get lucky or the times we really succeed. We always remember the times where everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. And so- you have to develop resilience to move past those things 
and uh, devalue them to the level they actually exist at. Mm-hmm. And resilience is something that we can build. I know sometimes we talk about resilience as something people are just born with of some people thrive and other people don't yet given the same circumstances. And and we think it might just be innate or you're born with it. But the reality is, is that resilience can be built upon. We can grow our resilience factors inside of ourselves. And some of that has to do with picking ourselves back up after a failure and continuing to move forward, to allow ourselves room for failure and not allow it to completely derail us, to remind ourselves of our strengths, to engage in self-care practices, and also all of the other three things that we've just mentioned before this resilience piece. So there are ways to engage in this and and build upon it inside of ourselves. It's not as if you're just born with it. And if I don't have it, well, oh, well. Absolutely. And number five, the last on this list is humility. I like how they describe it. Humility is freedom from pride or arrogance. And it is a necessary characteristic of entrepreneurship or starting our own businesses, again, even if very small. It's the ability to be able to be coachable and to learn and to be able to fail and learn from those mistakes and do something different next time. Um, Engaging others in the process and asking them to speak into the situation and not imagining that we know everything or exactly how something should be done. And this humility is going to be a major component in seeing success in your business. Mm -hmm. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. 
I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah. So... Those are the mindset shifts uh, to go through. And in general, I think even if you don't want to start a side business, they are important (laughs) characteristics to have. But especially um, if you want to do something entrepreneurial, even if it's small, because I can name all of these every times I've needed all of these things in mine. Um, and sometimes the humility has been forced, but, um, yeah, it's, they're definitely all necessary. Mm. Uh, so where, where do we even go from here? I'll tell you where we go. Uh, so we're going to entrepreneur.com. Oh, perfect. Um, Yes. So, uh, a funny thing is that entrepreneur.com actually has the number one result for, make more money, um, since that's what I Googled because it's the title of the show. But I didn't go with that article because that one was exactly like what I described at the beginning of the show. But in the article, they had a link to this one um, called How to Make a Fortune with $100. And I thought it was just a really interesting piece. And it like gave some interesting concepts. But I think if you're not in like engulfed in entrepreneurship or not haven't started a business, like you wouldn't even think I didn't think Mm -hmm. this way, but, um, just like tips from six different, really super wealthy entrepreneurs on how they would make a fortune with a hundred dollars. Yeah. And so they don't necessarily build upon each other. They're all from various individuals providing their insight on what they would do. And so the first one uh, comes from a gentleman named Gary. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And he, he says to buy and flip. So, and this is so true. They mentioned even the poorest of us most likely has anywhere between 500 to maybe five grand worth of stuff sitting around in our closets, in our garages, unwanted toys, jackets, shoes, tools, you name it. And being able to uh, sell them, but also buy online and then flip those things. So he's saying that we can figure out what these items are worth, purchase them at a lower amount at your yard sales or Craigslist or eBay, and then flip it mm-hmm. uh, at, at the same places, <laughs> eBay, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. I know Travis does this. Yes. Travis does uh, flipping. He finds a lot of things for free and like on... Um, Facebook marketplace or on the side of the road, and then he'll clean it up and he'll sell it on Facebook marketplace. Um, and we try to make it our goal to pay for daycare with mm. the money he makes from flipping. 
Uh, and, and we don't make it all the time, but a lot of the time we do make it. So that's really fun. But I know that people ha- can make a lot of money flipping uh, like clothing, especially shoes and outerwear. Mm-hmm. If you follow Teach to Thrift on Instagram, she does that and uh, she's super successful. But start with the stuff in your house. You can start with the stuff in your house yeah. and uh, and just use it as a, a launch pad. Mm-hmm. So the second one is from Ty Lopez. Um, and he says, sell or service. So the best businesses to start when you have $100 or less are either sales or service businesses because all you need is your phone and the internet. Mm. So it can be uh, consulting or selling cars or life insurance. He says even vacuum cleaners door to door. I don't know if I would do that one. He says because these fields hone the skills that will be valuable to you when you have more capital. So you learn how to persuade, negotiate, overcome fear, and handle rejection. So a lot of these starter businesses are really learning opportunities too. Um, if you have aspirations to one day leave your job and and work for yourself. Yeah. I like this idea of not having much overhead, even if you are considering, well, what could be a business that I could start? Definitely one that doesn't require you to buy a brick and mortar building. Absolutely. Next on this list is test before you invest. So if you do have this, an idea for a small business that you can start, this suggestion talks about utilizing $100 that you might have to be able to test your idea or try to generate leads. So they mentioned buying $25 Facebook ads and seeing what kind of results you get, whether you get a positive or a negative response. And if the idea falls flat, then maybe tweak it. Or if the momentum is really good, then keep going with it. So if you're uncertain if you've got a good idea or not, this could be a really good way to test the idea and have a a low investment point on it before you turn it into something larger. Yeah. This is super popular in online business is because you can do a conversion ad on Facebook for as little as $5 a day. So putting something up um, that states your idea, going to like a a web page or a landing page or something simple. And if people click on it, uh, then you know it's popular. And if they don't click on it, you know they don't want it or Mm -hmm. it's not a popular idea. So Mm -hmm. it's very easy. You don't have to know a lot about Facebook ads um, to really test the service or the product that you want to serve Um, Whether it's online or locally, you can really target ads um, to to very specific people on Facebook. So it's good to see if your target market would be interested in it. Um, The next one is from Chris Plow. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Sure. Uh, Utilize your expertise. And so I love this one. Uh, He says the simplest way to bootstrap uh, is to identify share, consult, or teach, and then scale. So we found when we were paying off debt, it was these side hustles that utilized the expertise we already had. So for me, it was acupuncture. 
and I did acupuncture on the side at a rehab center. For Travis, it was he, he's an aircraft mechanic, so there are forms that you fill out after you fix something that only a mechanic can fill out. And so he would, while other mechanics were you know fixing stuff, he would fill out their forms and sign them for them. Um, so he made money doing that. So it was the things that used our expertise that got us the highest like buck, highest bang for our buck, I guess, most money per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so utilize, take inventory of your skills, um, the unique positions you're in, certifications, anything that you know, and see how you can capitalize on it. Yeah. Even outside of your regular day-to-day job, it could be something that you turn into a side business because of your area of expertise. Mm -hmm. The fifth one on this list is from Steve Griggs and reminds us to not forget service. They talk about uh, given the FedEx speed and the Ritz-Carlton service and how even the way that we approach a small business on the side and going above and beyond for those that you're providing services or um, products to can be really helpful in even getting referrals in future jobs. That this because of doing a job so well, you might even be able to drum up more business with a zero marketing budget if you are going above and beyond, going the extra mile for the people that you are serving. And it doesn't cost you necessarily to be kind, (laughs) maybe emotionally, depending (laughs) on the client. Um, For sure. But that even if there's a ton of other people out there doing your idea, there could still be room for you to do that thing. And you still might have an edge on others doing it. If you are simply kind, you do good service, you're efficient. And and that gives you that, that edge that just might be able to make the business work. Yeah. Another side to the service coin is that a lot of people struggle to raise their prices or to just price them at a point that's viable. They don't think that their time is worth that or that their service is worth that. And so adding more service or more features or more bonuses that make your service or product more appealing or quote unquote, worth more, Mm -hmm. but don't necessarily take more of your time can help you charge more and more for things, um, help you validate it internally. Because most of the time, increasing our prices is an internal struggle, not external. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can help you to add more service um, to justify price increases. Mm. So like a digital product or even a physical product that you can give. Um, something that you can give over and over for free that isn't giving more and more of your time. Yeah. And last on the list is from Roy McDonald. He says, it's never about the money. You could start over 6,000 businesses with a hundred dollars. But he's like, I've, I've taken whole blocks of apartments with a hundred dollar option and traded them. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, but it's never about the money. It's about how good the idea is. Um, and he says, it's also about partners if you have those, but it's mainly about your deep knowledge and understanding of the marketplace, uh, that will 
accelerate your business and your business venture. So it's your job to articulate the vision of the business to people so they buy it. And so your your money or your time is better spent in marketing your product or service, your business, um, than actually in the business. And so you need to be able to articulate why it's important and uh, do your market research and, and all of that. And I like his focus on getting the right people around you mm-hmm. in that process, that whether or not they even turn into a business partner, even getting consulting or ideas and opinions from the right people who are able to speak into those aspects can be invaluable to the beginnings of this thing. Yeah. And you know, what other beginnings are invaluable? Ooh, it's the Bill of the Week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, guys. This is Emily from Ithaca, New York, and I'm calling with my Bill of the Week. And my Bill of the Week is light bulbs. So we decided that we were going to switch to LED light bulbs to help save on our electric bill. Um, and since we're in a no spend challenge, I wasn't going to buy them right away. So I was price checking and seeing how much they would be at different places and found that the cheapest was probably going to be about 20 bucks, um, for a 12 pack. But today we got an email from our electric company that they have a sale on light bulbs and they were $6 for a 12 pack instead of like 20 bucks. So we bought two 12 packs of light bulbs today. And I was just so excited that I had to call and tell you guys that how much we saved on light bulbs. And then we're going to be saving so much on our electric bill, switching all of our light bulbs because we have like a million light bulbs to switch over. All right. Thanks guys. Love the podcast. That's so fun. I love it that people think of us now when they do stuff like this. Any little money savings or like small bill is you just I just gotta call you and tell you and I am equally excited with you that you got a deal on something you'd already been looking for. I think that's what always stands out to me is when you're patient for something and it's something that you need and then and then it comes along that there is a deal on that exact thing that you need. It just feels like the stars align. I know. That's the best part. It's like it comes before you buy it and not after. Yes. That's a blessing. Yeah. And the double whammy that not only did you save money on the light bulbs, but now it's going to save you money long term on every single electric bill that you get from here on out. Well done, Emily. And well done on your no spend challenge. We just glossed over that one real quick. You're right. Yes. She's being patient because she's on a no spend challenge. And there's so many people on no spend October right now. It's Mm. so good. Well, if you want to submit your bill of the week, please, if you save money on something you think of us, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a bill and we will listen to it and love it. Mm. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Now it's time for the lightning round. Oh, this is the moment you've been waiting for. We're going to talk about our side business ventures. Mm, mm, yes, because mm, mm. this is all we do. And we don't talk about it a lot, but even together, we don't talk about it a lot. But we're always coming up with new ways to make money. That in itself is our our hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. How we started our side business ventures. I don't even remember what my first side business was. Honestly, I feel like I've had so many <laughs> and not all of them have, have done, gone anywhere. Right. Yeah, like right, obviously right. because I'm not doing like 20 different things yeah. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> I did have like plants on the side of the road at one point trying to make money (laughs) off of that. Just like anytime I see something that I'm like, this could make money. Like I just go for it. And maybe that's part of the decisiveness thing. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's always fun at least. Exactly. So, but the first one that's coming to mind is, as I mentioned earlier, Eric, my husband and I had a DJing business. And it was just something that we did on the side. And really it started because we already had the music equipment. Eric does music recording and has toured in the past. And I don't know, he just has a collection. (laughs) And we would get people asking if they could borrow our speakers at different points, or he would utilize them at like his equipment at concerts, small concerts in the area. And I don't know. We might have been asked by a couple at one point if we would DJ their wedding or we saw that there either one something happened here. <laughs> <laughs> something happened where we saw that oh, we've got equipment and people want this service at an affordable rate. We already have other 
businesses and work that we're doing. So this could be something that we do on the side. It could be lucrative for us and still affordable for other people. And there's really no upfront startup cost because mm-hmm. we already had the equipment. So that was, it's an example of something that we had on hand, a skill that we had in our back pockets that we figured out how can we uh, make money off of this. We, we don't, when I say we don't do it anymore, although literally a week yeah. and a half ago, we did DJ a wedding. I don't know. We just can't get out of it. Um, yeah, it was for good friends and we were so pleased to do it. But I would say for a couple of years, we would do a handful of weddings and it brought in some real decent cash for hanging out with people on the weekends and playing music with equipment we already had. For sure. Hopefully there were open bars at these weddings. (laughs) Well, they at least fed us. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's all I really need. Um, So my first side business was the t-shirt business. And that one taught me so much about business. Um, it went, it went up really, really fast and crashed even faster. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Right. So I was designing t-shirts. I heard about, um, merch by Amazon from the side hustle show. Great podcast. If you want side business ideas. So, uh, I was listening to the podcast And I was like, I could design Mm t-shirts. Um, I used Canva, uh, which was, which is free. Um, and then just uploaded them to a site that would remove the background because I wouldn't even pay Canva to get transparent backgrounds. (laughs) Did it all for free. Um, it only took my time and they started to sell. Um, but I towed too close to the line of copyright infringement where it wasn't copyright infringement, but it was intellectual property. Um, and other people were doing it. And so I was like, if they're getting away with it, I can. Um, but my problem was that my shirt got very successful and it got mm. up, like it sold very well. And so, um, somebody else reported it and that's what happened. That was, happens a lot in when people get something that's really successful, I've seen, I mean, it's happened to me with my book too. When that got really successful, um, somebody flagged some broken links and got my book taken down for a few days. And then magically there was another no spend challenge book up Hmm. on Amazon. Hmm. So that's, that just happens. That's business. People intentionally sabotage you. Um, and, and part of it was my fault for towing the line too close. And, uh, so I was taken off of Amazon um, and uh, I was, I got back onto Amazon, but um, without that shirt. And I had some other very popular shirts. One was even more popular than that. And it was not copyright infringement. And then somebody went and trademarked the phrase and then reported my shirt and took it down. So yeah, so that was, it was totally fine when I took, put it up and then people trademarked it. So I learned so much about business Mm. from that. Um, and I'm so thankful it, it provided some money to help us pay off our debt faster. Um, but I no longer sell t-shirts and Mm. I actually have one of if you Google how to start a t-shirt business, like you'll find my article, mm-hmm. but I no longer do it. Cause I knew when to give up. Like I had already been kind of wanting to do other things. I tried to outsource the shirt design and I just, I 
pick designs that were, I picked a designer that just did not jive. Um, and so I spent all this money and nobody bought a single one of her designs. Um, hmm. So, yeah. I think you're making a good point though in this example to dot your I's and cross your T's that yes, while we are providing water and sunlight to all of your ideas, we I, I also want to highlight here to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. I've got a good amount of friends actually who have some side businesses selling baked goods or food pre-prepared, which is awesome. And they're doing very well with it. But if that is, it's an example of a route that you could take, but to make sure that you know what is required of you regarding the type of kitchen that you're cooking in and, you know, providing items that are gluten-free or what, you know, whatever you're getting into that you're aware of the liability, Mm -hmm. that you have insurance, that you know how to handle taxes. And of course, there are others to help with this. You don't have to be an expert on all of these things. That's part of the team approach that we talked about in Mm -hmm. one of our articles earlier and getting the right people around you. Um, And and it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly complicated. I just want to mention that caveat that it's worth doing some research as far as what will this require of me and what are the risks as I enter into this. Right. Yeah. You don't have to start with insurance uh, or, you know, a business account or getting an LLC, like Mm -hmm. you don't need any of those things to have a side business. Mm -hmm. Like those are once you start, you know, making money and want to take yourself to the next level, but you should always be, uh, you should know, do trademark searches, copyright searches when like you're naming things. Um, and just be aware of like common sense. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. And ask people about that. Yes. (laughs) If you don't have it, ask. Yeah. Uh, So most lucrative side businesses and what made it so, honestly, I know that we joke about this podcast and how little money it has (laughs) made us. (laughs) So maybe this is indicative of how little my previous side hustles have made. (laughs) But honestly, we are getting to the point where Thank you so much to our listeners and the support that that we receive through that and through sponsorships. We are beginning to make money off of this podcast. And I think partly because of the longevity that we've had with it, yeah. um, it, it, it is becoming lucrative. And I think because of the income to time ratio that's happening. We don't put a ton of time into the podcast and yet make some money off of it. So I think in that way, that's what's making it the most lucrative. I'm not spending an entire Saturday doing this like I did when I DJed. So Mm -hmm. we made a decent amount of money, but I think percentage wise, this is probably more lucrative. For sure. Yeah, it it is starting. We, We thank you for supporting our sponsors and buying the workbook, all this stuff helps us uh, be able to do the podcast longer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, my most lucrative one was is uh, self publishing. Yeah. So my book, the No Spend Challenge Guide, um, brings in around a thousand dollars a month. And then I have two other books that uh, bring in much less, but still um, some money. So that's, I mean, 
great. And the only thing I can attribute it to it was it was a little bit of doing everything right. Um, so I really used self-publishing school, their, their content and Chandler Bolt's book, um, and just did everything that they said. And then a little bit of luck <laughs> too, um, getting picked up by the algorithm, uh, in the right place at the right time, because I did the same exact things for my other books and they're not nearly as successful. Um, but just getting it, you know, making your own luck, almost being in the place, to, being in the right place to get lucky. Mm. Um, because that's kind of how business works, right? Yes. Um, it's a, it's a lot of work and a little luck. Um, but without the work, you don't get the luck. Mm-hmm. Jill, how's that DJing career going? <laughs> yes, we, I don't think have DJed since that podcast came out. I think we've officially sunsetted that side <laughs> business and we've moved on to other things. I I would say in the last two years, I've not really engaged in too many various things to bring in money. I've really focused in on what's currently right in front of me and what's currently in my hands and seen a lot of growth and progress with that, which I'm so grateful for. I don't think I could have gotten to this point without the past and kind of the things that I learned in trying new and different things, seeing what works, what doesn't. And finally now in my mid thirties, <laughs> mid thirties, I'm oh feeling gosh, more, more established, more confident in my skill set, the things that I have grown up till this point that have really been a focus for me. So I'm I'm glad for that. And I would say this podcast is my side hustle. Mm-hmm. I know this is a side hustle that has grown to my full-time hustle. Well, yeah. My full-time business. business. Yeah. I, Look at us using right, the word side hustle. My, yeah. It's a business. I know. Yeah. And it's, I did not anticipate it. It's so funny because I've kind of come to this point now where in business, I think it's really great to throw spaghetti against the wall to see what works early on. Really give yourself a year or two to throw the spaghetti. And after you've done that, you have to you have to simplify and you have to hone in on the thing that's working and double down on it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully eat you take the spaghetti. It, like eventually you gotta eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you are doing too many things for too long, which I did, I think I was doing when we recorded this episode, you will exhaust yourself, you will burn out, and you will quit. And I was at the burnout stage a year and a half ago. And somebody had to to really challenge me to simplify. And I'm so glad that I did, because it's changed everything for me. And so I think that's one of the... We see these quote-unquote serial entrepreneurs that just do like... They're doing a new business every six months. Uh, and or they're they're just doing too many things in their business and it is exhausting. So I think it doesn't have to be that way if you've seen poor examples of entrepreneurship or maybe don't compare yourself to the people on social media either, because I I know their backstory. <laughs> I know a lot of their backstories and they're not to you don't want to compare yourself. You don't you don't want to take the same path they, they are taking. Take your own path and and that'll be the right path for you. Good. Wicked smart, Jen. 
<laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you got as much out of this a second time around as we did. Many of you know that we have a private community where we support people in doing their side businesses. We also do monthly challenges and offer accountability groups. And we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. Um, this is more just congratulating Judith for being the OG. She says, I have been tracking every expense since last March. It seems there's always an unexpected expense, such as a repair, and you just have to have the money put aside for it. I watch my gas and food expenses go up monthly, and I've already consolidated trips, can't save much more on gas, eating more meatless meals, and this one, using aquafaba, the liquid that comes in cans of chickpeas in place of eggs whenever possible. This has helped my budget. Yes, Judith. Judith. <laughs> Judith. I see you. You are the OG. She, Yeah, she is the OG. But also to say, like, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. You need a miscellaneous fund mm-hmm. or some kind of slush fund because literally every month there is an unexpected expense. It, that doesn't go away no matter how good you get. I can commiserate. Even if you're as good as Judith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if you're using aquafaba in place of eggs, <laughs> you still need a miscellaneous fund. Yeah. Which is big in the in the vegan vegetarian yeah. world. I can say it's not a shock to me, mm-hmm. but I've never t- for the 10 years I was vegetarian. I never, never tried it. So yeah. congrats, uh, Judith. Thank you for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge community, uh, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club and see what challenge we have coming up next. See you all next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Jen, I have both a frugal fail and a frugal win, but I'm only going to share one with you. Which do you want? I want to hear your wins. I want to hear your successes. Oh, that's which one's so funnier? Great. I want to hear whichever one's funnier. <laughs> Neither one's funny. Mm, a win is celebratory. A fail is disappointing. So you don't live my life, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me the win. Let's celebrate. Okay. I did tell this to you already, but here we are for all of our listeners. I was so pleased. Last Friday, Frugal Friends Friday, oh, mind yes. you, no less. I do love this one. And... I had gotten this flyer in the mail for the internet provider that we already have, their mistake, I guess, offering very low internet to new customers. Well, we were already a customer, but it came in my mailbox. So I had put it on my desk, kind of one of those things, life admin, hopefully I'll get to it. Well, Friday afternoon, I was tired. I was exhausted. Weary might be a good word to describe how I felt. And I'm thinking, I I do not feel like calling. How much am I really going to save? It's okay. The amount that we pay right now for internet is still very reasonable. I don't feel like calling. But then I'm like, "Mm, I wonder if I could make this change online, look online. And then I just get to this point where they're like, give us a call. You're already a customer. And for some reason, the barrier was lifted. And I'm like, all right, I'll give them a call. So I do. And I talk with this lovely person on the other end. And I say to them, hey, I know I'm already a customer, but I got this flyer offering 
the same speed of internet that I currently have for $20 less than what I'm currently paying? Is there anything that can be done to get me closer to this advertised rate? Sure enough, certainly we can do that. And as this person's working on getting me onto this new plan, I also notice this small print on the flyer saying that when you sign up for that level of internet speed, you get a $100 Visa gift card. So then I say to this person, I don't mean to be greedy, but can I also get that $100 gift card that's being advertised? And there was a slight pause on the other end of the phone. They're just like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can do that for you. <laughs> so sure enough, after 15 minutes, this is record oh speed. I kid you not, it was only a 15-minute phone call. I am now paying $20 less on my internet, and I'm going to get a $100 Visa gift card in the mail after three months of paying my bill on time, just in time for the holidays. I... Love this story because it just is a perfect example of you don't know if you don't ask. Yeah. And hey, if you're on the phone for a half hour and they're giving you the runaround and you don't want to be on the phone anymore, hang up. Yeah. Hey, it's fine. At least you tried. Yeah. Like 15 minutes. It Travis really was once on. Oh, he was once on the phone for like six hours. <sighs> he has with stamina. A, with a cell phone company that shall not be named. No, no. He has the they don't stamina even exist anymore. Of- I don't know what has a lot of stamina. He's got that. Yeah. I could never. Um, but, but, you know, I, I you, felt Jill. weary. I didn't want to call. But after that, I was jazzed for the whole weekend. It really revved me you. up. $20 a month I'm saving on Internet. Like, it's astronomical. That's so great. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'll tell you, you my are... fail next time. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, bye. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.